Hello, my name is Brad. We are Grace Teaching today, and we're talking about instructions for Christian living. We're going to do about a three-part series here, and uh, this is our first part. Yes, there is instructions for Christian living, and the Apostle Paul is writing from prison to the church in Christ at Ephesus in uh, Ephesians chapter 4, verses 22 through 25. He says, throw off your old sinful nature and your former way of life, which is corrupted by lust and deception. Instead, let the Spirit renew your thoughts and attitudes. Put on your new nature, created to be like God, truly righteous and holy. So stop telling lies. Let us tell our neighbors the truth, for we are all parts of the same body. And so there's a few things to look at there. But before we look at that verse and uh, pick it a little bit and uh, chew on the cud, so to speak, um, we're going to talk about the flesh. Now, Paul's going to mention here um, to uh, throw off the old sinful nature. I want to talk a little bit about that. But first, I want to talk about the flesh. Now, the flesh... And what he's talking about here, the sinful nature, the old sinful nature, are two different things. Okay, so I wanted to talk about the flesh, first of all. We know that the flesh is, spelled backwards, H-self. And that H stands for her or himself life. It's the self-life, you see. And so Paul is going to write another letter to the church in Christ at Galatia in chapter 5 verse 19 and 20 and he's going to give us um, an example of what the flesh is like when a Christian lives from or from the self-life or independence remember independent living for the believer the child of God is called carnal Christianity and so that's why he's given us the importance and the need to understand the instructions for Christian living so as I read Galatians chapter 5, verse 19 and 20, it says the flesh is obvious. Committing sexual sin, being morally bad, doing all kinds of shameful things, worshiping false gods, taking part in witchcraft, hating people, causing trouble, being jealous, angry, or selfish, causing people to argue and divide into separate groups. This is just some examples of what the self-life is like when we, as children of God, don't choose to be led by the Holy Spirit. Of course, the reason for being led by the Holy Spirit, of course, is going to teach us the importance and the need for living from the life-giving Spirit of Christ to bear His character. And so, the first thing we want to take a look at here is when Paul says, Throw off your old sinful nature and your former way of life. Let's take a look at that. Okay, so how do you throw off your old self? Okay, if you have, um, to all who have received him, to them who believed in his name, Jesus Christ, God has now given us the right to be called his children. So as children of God, the way we throw off the old self is to recognize that it has already been dealt with. Reckon yourselves to be dead, Romans 6, 11. But before we talk about that, let's talk about Romans 6, 6. 
Romans 6, 6 says the old self was crucified with him so that the body of sin might be done away with so that you should no longer be slaves to sin. You see? And so the old self, Paul is talking about the sinful nature, was cut away and removed. Keep in mind Colossians 2.11 says, In him you were circumcised by the cutting away of the sinful nature, not with the physical procedure, but a spiritual procedure done by Christ himself. So once that's been removed, we're no longer in Adam sinners. We're in Christ's children of God, you see. And so Galatians 5.24, another great verse, And those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the sinful nature together with its passions and its appetites. That's the, the Amplified Version. Now keep in mind, that sinful nature not only was cut away, but it also had passions and appetites. And that was removed as well. Colossians 3, 3 and 4. For you have died and your life is now hidden in Christ. And when Christ who is your life appears, you too appear with him in glory. You see, so those people we were before Christ, some of us were alcoholics or drug addicts or, you know, gluttons or, you know, we were, you know, whatever. You know, we were sinners before Christ in Adam. Um, everybody's sin was different, but we were in Adam sinners. But now, in Christ, we're children of God. So at conversion, this all happens. Now, how do we let the Spirit renew our thoughts and attitude? Well, this, is, of course, is going to require a renewing of the mind. Paul gives the need for uh, renewing the mind in Romans 12, too. This is not a suggestion. If you're a child of God, like myself... Renewing the mind is very important. He says, Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, His good and pleasing and perfect will. Keep in mind, if we don't allow the Holy Spirit to renew our minds to truth, then we will be conformed to the pattern of this world. Okay, so this is how we're going to let the Spirit renew our thoughts and attitude. We're going to take those, but we're going to go out with the Holy Spirit and ask the Holy Spirit um, as we look at truth and let the Holy Spirit renew our minds so we can be transformed. That's why it's very important to hear truth and not air. That's why we at Quality of Life Ministries want to bring truth where there's air. So how do we put on the new nature? Okay, so Paul's going to talk about putting on the new nature. He says, put on the new nature created to be like God, truly righteous and holy. So how are we going to do that? Let's take a look at 2 Corinthians 5.21. When Paul writes his second letter to the Corinthians from prison, he says, God made him who had no sin to be sin for us, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. You see, and so that's an encouraging verse. You want to mark that down in your Bibles if you do. But remember, righteousness in the Bible is just a right standing with God. So we have no sins. We are forgiven people. And we are in Christ righteous now. We have a righteous nature, which actually places us in a right standing with our Father. Okay, loved unconditionally all the time. That's why it's important, 1 John 2, 27, to understand that the Holy Spirit is within us and will teach us everything we need to know. And one of the things that he teaches us that we need to know is that we're loved unconditionally by a loving Father. The next thing we want to look at is we who are in Christ have a divine nature. Did you know that? 
Look at what Peter says in 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 4. He says, Through these he has given us his great, his very great and precious promises, so that through them you may participate in the divine nature, having escaped the corruption in the world caused by evil desires. You see, whoever's joined to the Lord is one spirit today. We participate with Christ in his very divine nature today. Remember, one spirit means continuously one. So his divine nature is now ours. We have a divine, righteous nature. In conclusion, proclaim truth to one another because truth sets us free. So that's why Paul is saying, um, towards the end of this verse, he's saying, um, so stop telling lies. Let us tell our neighbors the truth. In other words, don't spill air all over the place. Let's find out what the truth is and let's speak the truth. Remember what a prophet is. A prophet is someone who professes truth. So where there is air, let's bring truth. That's what Paul's saying. He's saying to the body of Christ, for we are all parts of the same body. So he's speaking about the body of Christ. We should be an encouragement to the body of Christ speaking the truth in love. Jesus says, you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. John 8 verse 32.